Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thanks for joining me today. We are going to be talking about guilt after our child dies. Now, there are two kinds of guilt. One is when we know we've done something wrong and we need to do our part to make it right. The second kind, the one I'm going to be addressing here, is when something happens and we blame ourselves after the event happened with information that we have now that we didn't have at the time, or maybe information we thought we should have had that we didn't have. Guilt gives us a heavy burden to carry, and it keeps us stuck in the past. Feeling guilty about something that happened is not going to change it. Holding on to the guilt will continually drag you down emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We often hang on to guilt as a way of punishing ourselves, especially when an apology or getting answers just isn't possible. It is important to release your guilt for so many reasons. We're spiritual beings, and we're having a physical, earthly experience. Releasing our guilt sets us free to continue to grow, allowing us to continue becoming the person we were created to be. Guilt does not serve you well. The if-onlys and the deep regrets don't change anything. In fact, as long as we are in that frame of mind, we're continuing to feed the darkness and the depression we all face after the death of our child, especially a child who ended his or her own life. When you release your feelings of guilt, you will release yourself from an inner burden of heaviness. And for some, the extreme sadness and depression that you may find yourself caught in. Releasing yourself from guilt will release you from the fallout of things like anger, resentment, bitterness, being self-destructive and sabotaging yourself while justifying your thoughts and your actions of doing these things. Holding on to guilt affects our health in many ways, and releasing guilt will more than likely improve your health. Letting go of your guilt will allow you to start seeing the good around you, helping you to have more positive thoughts and emotions. And setting yourself free from guilt is an act of love for those around you and for yourself. Now, Dealing with this kind of guilt, such as the death of a child, does not require you to find a way to fix the wrong and make it right. It requires a willingness to want to be released and finding ways that work to help you do that. I want to give you a list of 10 suggestions of things that you can do to get you going in this direction. First of all, it's pretty popular now, essential oils or other homeopathic methods such as brain integration therapy or bioenergetic techniques. There is something called tapping. If you don't know what those things are, it's very easy to find them online. Another suggestion is just plain forgive yourself and forgive your child for leaving you. Forgiveness is a huge part of guilt. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. You could write a letter 
to your son or daughter and read it out loud and then burn it. Let them know about the guilt that you feel and get it out in the open, at least to yourself. Admit what's behind it and then burn it. Get rid of it. Don't read it over and over again to to wallow in it and keep yourself sucked down. Get rid of it. Go outside. Open up your arms and release the guilt to God. Stand outside and make an action of releasing it to him. Realize that you are ultimately not responsible for another person's actions. You were not responsible for what happened. You may think you were, but ultimately it is not your fault because you did the best with what you had at the time. You didn't know. You didn't know what was going to happen. So another thing you could do is to draw not based on your intellect, but on your emotions. Draw a picture of how you feel. Draw about that feeling of guilt. Accept the fact that you did your best with what you could at the time with the information you had or didn't have. I've said that a couple of times already, but it's so true. Find an organization you can work with to help others, like NAMI or MAD. There are organizations that you can get involved with that will help you pull out of this uh, place of guilt. It's normal to feel guilty about the ways you failed the person who died. Accept the fact that you cannot change the past, knowing that that person is not holding anything against you. Your child is not holding this against you, so don't hold it against yourself. Set out an empty chair and talk to your child. Say whatever you need to or whatever you want to. Now, those are some tips to help, but it's important to acknowledge the complete solution is not in yourself. Those things can help you go in the right direction, but it takes more than just our will and our determination. I have a friend whose daughter took her own life And she went to a Stephen Curtis Chapman concert. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Stephen Curtis Chapman lost a young daughter several years ago when his son accidentally drove over her in their driveway. And one of the things that he said in this concert was, I probably have more questions now than I've ever had. But I think the question that the Lord is asking us is, will you trust me? And that's the struggle most of us have. We feel like we can't trust him anymore. My friend Danae, who went to this concert, says that she broke down when she heard him say that because that was her struggle. Do I trust you, Lord? I want to trust you. Help me to. My friend Danae had to choose to let go and trust the one who holds life and death in his hands, knowing that his love for both herself and her daughter was deeper than she could ever comprehend. Coming to a place of acceptance that God did not cause the death of our child is where many of us have to start. And then we need to accept the fact that he had a reason for not stepping in and stopping our child's death that will not make sense to us at all on this side of eternity. Unfortunately, many of us have a misguided definition of faith, which makes all of this even more difficult and can be part of the guilt that we find ourselves trapped in. 
true faith is not getting the answers we want or the answers we claim to our prayers. True faith is trusting Him when certain prayers are not answered in the way that we prayed, believing that He sees through the eyes of eternity, and we can't see through those eyes right now. The guilt you feel may be a constant source of pain, or it might be something simmering inside of you that only surfaces when triggered. But either way, chances are pretty good that you're still holding on to it because you believe you should pay some sort of a price for what happened. Plain and simple, that just isn't true. You don't have to, nor should you stay stuck in the past, allowing guilt to prevent you from moving forward to living a life with peace and hope and, yes, even joy. It is important for us to grasp that this life and what we can see and hear and touch and feel is only temporary. Our children are on the other side of eternity, and we will be joining them someday. Thankfully, our extremely painful separation is not permanent. We can release the guilt knowing that our children are in the safest, most wonderful place possible. Yes, I know we would much rather have them here with us, but wanting that and hanging on to our guilt because they aren't here with us won't change it. So we might as well make a decision to let it go. Let that guilt go. I encourage you not to rely only on your own strength or even to rely on a desire to trust God with the most painful thing you have ever faced. Be honest with him. If you're struggling, tell him, I want to trust you. Help me to be able to do that. And if you're not to that point of even wanting to trust him, tell him that too. And then ask him to help you to want to trust him. Since this is something that's been growing in you for a while, it may be rooted deeply. It will probably take time and determination to release yourself from it. It is going to be a process, something that you may have to attack over and over until you are fully released from the chains of guilt. But when you are set free, it will be so very worth it. Let me pray for you right now. Father, we come to you. Lord, we are hurting. We don't understand. Lord, we keep hearing that God is good, that you're good. And Lord, it doesn't seem like you're good at all. When you allowed something like this to happen in our lives, Lord, it's hard for us to trust you when something like this happens, Lord. And Father, we don't have anywhere else to go, though. Where else are we going to go? It's so hard, though, Lord. And I just pray for every person listening that you will help them break free of the guilt, that you will help them, Lord, to choose to trust you again. Lord, you do not orchestrate death. You do not orchestrate tragic things. All of that comes from the enemy. But Lord, you do take these painful, horrific things, and you have a miraculous way of bringing good out of it. 
And Lord, I know some of the people listening think that's impossible, that nothing good could ever come from the death of my child. And Lord, (laughs) I remember thinking that same thing too. Lord, encourage those who are listening. And Lord, just put a spark of hope in them. And Lord, if they don't want to trust you, Lord, I pray that they would cry out and ask you to help them to want to trust you and to break off the anger and the guilt so that they can reach out to you and feel your embrace and feel your love and know your faithfulness in their lives once again. Father, just be with these precious parents and Lord, may they know your grace. May they know your loving kindness. And Lord, I thank you for bringing them to this podcast, Lord, so that we can walk this walk together. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guilt is often rooted in the fact that we blame ourselves and have a hard time forgiving ourselves. I have written a blog on that topic, and I've recorded a podcast episode on it as well, on forgiving ourselves. Both of those can be found on our website, and I'll be sure to put a link to them in the show notes. And I just want to know if you've ever checked out the GPS Hope website. You can find all kinds of resources there, including a free members library with a lot of helpful things that you can download. There are the Expression of Hope blogs. There's just a lot there. And there's even a remembrance wall that you can have your child added to it with their picture and the things that you want your child remembered for. You get to write what you want on that wall. So if you are looking for a specific topic, like guilt, like we're talking about today, just use the search bar on on our website. So be sure to go to gpshope.org and check it all out. Let's go ahead and go on to our birthdays. Now, last week I did not record an episode. I'm sorry. So I'm going to start with those birthdays. Oscar Lopez was born on July 26th and is forever 23. Claire Rebecca was born on July 27th and is forever 5. Easton Holden was born on July 28th and is forever 5. Dane Sturm was born on July 29th and is forever 21. Whitney Leanne Garko Seehusen was born on July 30th and is forever 31. Mitchell Herman was born on August 1st and is forever 24. Now here are the birthdays for this week. Christopher Thomas Bozeman was born on August 2nd and is forever 32. Travis M. Blair was born on August 9th and is forever 30. Tony Summers was born on August 9th and is forever 15. We celebrate with these families the day that these special ones came into the world. We know how important that is. And thank you for letting us celebrate with you. If you would like to have your child's birthday shared with our listeners, All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. 
There's a form to fill out, submit it with the information we need, and I would be honored to share your son or daughter on this podcast the week of his or her birthday. When our child dies, we don't get it. It's so wrong, and there are so many unanswered questions, but we can still trust God. There are things that happen in this life that are so painful and so tragic and wrong, but if you read the book The Shack or seen the movie, as Papa said, just because I can bring incredible good out of incredible tragedy does not mean that I orchestrated the tragedy. Myself and many other perievers have come to the same conclusion that God is good and he is faithful and he is the healer of the brokenhearted. He does, he will give you beauty for your ashes of mourning. You can trust him to do it. And as you lean into trusting him with your pain and confusion and the unanswered questions, remember to hold on. Pain eases, there is hope.